Welcome to the Movie Planet. This week, my friend Liz came by the studio and we got to talk about the movie Mean Girls starring Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams. And we had a lot of fun with this one. It was the first time that Liz was on the show. So uh, we hope you enjoy. With Joe! So fetch. What is fetch? Oh, it's like slang from England. And Liz! That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. This week, we're talking about the 2004 comedy Mean Girls, starring Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, Amy Poehler, Anna Gasteyer, Lacey Chabert, Lizzie Kaplan, Daniel Franzese. Is there a Franzese or Franzese? I don't know. Neil Flynn, uh, Jonathan Bennett, Amanda Seyfried, and Rajiv Surendra as Kevin. The best. (laughs) He's the best. Directed by Mark Waters, written primarily by Tina Fey, based on a book by somebody else. I can't remember who it was. I don't know her name, but it's Queen Bees and Wannabes. Yes. Which is a nonfiction book. And my <laughs> sister got the book thinking it was going to be funny like Mean Girls. Right. She's like, oh, I got the book Mean Girls is based on. And she's like <laughs> reading the anecdote. She's like, this isn't funny at all. This is really terrifying. Oh, yeah. So a little, little trivia to go with this. First of all, Lindsay Lohan was cast as Regina first. I thought she auditioned for Regina and Paramount didn't want her. She was cast full on as Regina, and then her and her agents called and said, no, 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 she needs to play the nice girl. Because she just came off of Freaky Friday, so they didn't want to ruin her, you know. (laughs) Little did they know she would ruin her own name in a couple of years (laughs) through the use of alcohol and drugs. Well, she decided to play the nice girl so the public would not base her real personality on Regina's. Mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams, who was eight years older than Lindsay Lohan at the time, yes. well, still now, was chosen to play mean girl Regina George because only nice girls can play mean girls, according to the producer. And I heard that they did that because she was a threat. Like, she was older <laughs> than them and was like had this threatening presence. The other girls were afraid of her because oh, of yeah. all of her experience, so it just played out naturally in the group scene. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rachel McAdams wore a blonde wig the entire movie. I totally could tell that. When I first read that, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then I watched the movie last night again. Totally and I was like, could tell that. oh my gosh, she did. I know. They should have, like, I don't know. I guess, you know, that was before extensions became really popular. Yeah. Like really good hair extensions. Like not just weave. <laughs> no. <laughs> like made from human hair. Yeah. <laughs> I heard rainy. they had to cut a lot of things. Oh, yeah. To make it PG-13. Because there's like one part where she's like, she, like in the burn, burn book, this girl made out with a hot dog. <laughs> is what the final cut was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was supposed to be performing fellatio on the hot dog. Which remains one of my favorite lines in that movie. Really? Wow, I'm <laughs> so glad I picked it out for it's you. A, yeah, it's in the intro, actually, for the, for the uh, news. Oh. <laughs> it's all of them reading from the burn book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I made a burn book. You did? Well, it was different, because this was uh, 1997. I remember burn books in my school. We didn't have a burn book. My friend and I, we made a video yearbook and imitated all of the girls. (laughs) And 
like, it's really like watching it back. I'm like, oh my God, I was so mean, but I was, you know, funny. Right. I'm just imitating everyone. And mm-hmm. it was like, I mean, I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Those yeah. Very, very lame jokes. Uh, yeah. Well. So I was a mean girl. Well, you and you, you told me that before and I was really surprised because I've known you only for nine years and Nice girl. I have done a lot of personal growth. Well, well done, you. <laughs> I was more of a Janice kind of girl, but like not that goth and more theater. Okay. Crippling low self-esteem with arrogance to cover that up. Oh. And the only people who looked up to me were other theater kids. Right. And so like, I wasn't even noticed by like the popular kids. Well, when Tina Fey planned to adapt Queen mm-hmm. Bees and Wannabes into the film, she did not realize it was a guidebook. <laughs> she didn't she, know either. Did she just read the cover like I did? Probably. And what it was about. She feared she had backed herself into a corner after finalizing the deal with Paramount. Wow. She got the deal before it was even written. That's awesome. I well, I mean, a good concept can yeah. go really far, and this was a great concept story. I mean, it's been done before, like the high school comedies. I mean, Clueless is, I mean, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. To this day. You know, so, and you know what's funny is, and we cl- needed one for this generation. You did. This was really the final movie of those filthy teen comedies that made it mainstream. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, one of the best. Oh, this out. This is far superior than the American Pie. Yeah, trilogy. And, and I, God, it's a trilogy too, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, I forgot about you know when you think about the American Pie things, you think of all like the VHS or oh, or DVD straight to oh, DVD, whatever so it was. Bad. American Wedding. No. Band Camp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, to film one of the scenes, Amy Poehler, Mrs. George, pinned a piece of cocktail wiener into her bra to encourage the chihuahua to nibble there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fun fact I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the first film Amanda Seyfried ever did. Ever did. She, she just graduated high school. She wanted to play Katie, but producer Lauren Michael said she'd be better as the dumb girl. She beat out <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and Ashley Tisdale. Whoa. <laughs> And I'll be honest with you, she might be my favorite part of the movie. She's fantastic. <laughs> Everything. She, she is fantastic in that role. Her lit line delivery is spot on. Yeah. Well, here's a synopsis. And we're going to go through this little bit by bit. bit. So, uh, Katie and her family have returned to the United States after residing in Africa for 12 years with her parents, who were doing research as zoologists. Katie is not prepared for the first day of public high school and deals with fitting in and adjustment to the way adults treat students. After feeling distraught on her first day, she meets two peers named Janice and Damien who quickly take a shine to her. With the help of Janice and Damien, she learns about the different cliques in high school, the most notorious being the Plastics, a trio of girls who are led by Queen Bee Regina George and include Karen Smith, a ditzy blonde, and Gretchen Wieners, whose father invented the toaster strudel. <laughs> now that whole introduction that happens, yes. her first day in high school... With the relating the, t- the the flashbacks with the uh, Africa twist, <laughs> yes, the growling and the jumping. <laughs> I mean, that's just excellent writing. Yeah, and that's a big foundation in like improv comedy and sketch comedy coming out. You almost wonder movie. how much of this was improv with the seasoned actors that were there. Tim Meadows. In, in, oh, I'm sure. Well, t- Tim Meadows actually broke his arm right before they started filming. Oh, okay. So they added the he had carpal tunnel. <laughs> But he actually had a broken wrist or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And they added it on the spot, too. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. I love the scene where Tim Meadows first introduces himself into the room. And Tina Fey's got her shirt up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes the joke about the name Anthony. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that was the first time I laughed out loud watching the movie because I was like, everybody who's watched this movie is laughing right now. Tim Meadows that. was the, one of the best parts of this movie. And I'm convinced the man does not age. No, no. If anything, he's frozen <laughs> in time yes. for the rest of eternity. Okay, the next part. The plastics take an interest in Katie, inviting her to sit with them at lunch and go shopping with them after school. And upon realizing that Katie has been accepted into the plastics, Janice hatches a plan to reven- get revenge on Regina using Katie to infiltrate the plastics. Yeah. Upon sitting with the plastics at lunch to hear the rules of being a plastic, Katie tells Gretchen and Karen that she's met a boy named Aaron. Uh, and Gretchen and Karen warn her off since Regina dated him once. After going to Regina George's house after the mall, where we meet Mrs. George, played uh, by Amy Poehler, best mom ever. Best <laughs> mother ever in a film. Ever. I'm a cool mom. I'm not like a regular mom. I quote that all the time. My, I quote that all the time. My, I mean, I have like I have literally texted that last week when my sister was like, "Oh, I'm letting the girls because she has teen girls. I'm letting the girls go to this party." I'm like, "I'm like I'm a cool mom." Yeah, and, and like I'm making guys some hump day refreshments. Yeah. No alcohol, <laughs> if you really want. She really does steal every scene that she's in. Absolutely, and, well, and she's also wearing a very blonde wig. So she yeah, looks like her blonde, mother and daughter yeah. look like fake breasts. Oh uh, God. Juicy couture. Yeah. But you know what? I think a huge, like a great comedy thing that was happening in those scenes with the mom was the little sister mimicking everything and the <laughs> milkshake. How it, how it just heightened <laughs> every time we resaw the little sister, how it heightened from, you know, just her imitating uh, a music video to her imitating Girls Gone Girls Wild. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just but it's based in truth. It's like all these little girls are seeing this stuff. And mm-hmm. imi- I mean, look at Instagram today. Oh. All these girls want to be Kylie Jenner. And Kylie Jenner is, I mean, she's the plastics of today. Like, it, yeah. oh, she's so gross. In like, fact, wasn't there so a big fake. thing with like the shot glass challenge or whatever? Where Yes. If you could put your mouth around it, like. It was something like you, you sucked all the air out of it. It pursed your lips. Yes. And so kids are doing it and, and having ductus. major issues with mm-hmm. their mouths. Yeah. Unbelievable. See, and like that's the saddest part about this whole movie for me. <laughs> it's just like it touches on the need to be something other than who you are. Oh well, yeah. In this at this age. I'm, I'm so I'm going like real. Okay. No, get deep on us. It's all right. <laughs> but like all great comedies based in truth. Yes. And this was a huge truth of girls just like changing who they are to be liked by a guy. And that's the part of this movie that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But it's so true. Like, I don't like it because it just hurts on a deep level. How many yeah. times was I in, into watching video games? Like, mm-hmm. no, I, didn't, I really don't want to sit here for four hours and watch you play Call of Duty. I'm right. just here because I, I want to be near you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, that's, it's, it's just really hard to watch from an outsider, watch this young girl, this innocent girl just wanting to be liked mm-hmm. and the extremes that she's going to just to be, just to fit in and be liked. And I mean, it's, it's funny and being teachers ourselves and seeing a lot of the stuff happen at the middle school level. It's, yeah. it's, it echoes so hard, oh. <laughs> so hard. I mean, it was prevalent when I was at that age too. Yeah. Know? Now they're introduced to the burn book now and the burn book comes I out. The burn book. And uh, the notebook is Regina's top secret notebook filled with vicious rumors, secrets, and gossip about all the other girls and teachers in their class. Because mm-hmm. Miss Norbury gets put in there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's a person that we've missed that's introduced, and that's Kevin the Mathlete. Yes. And Kevin the Mathlete shows up and gives his business card. Oh. 
Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Nor- Norpore or something like that. Yes, yes. Mathlete slash badass DJ. <laughs> Did you know he was supposed to be Asian? No, really? <laughs> yes. It was Tina Fey wrote it as an Asian guy, like a guy she actually knew. Mm-hmm. And he came in for the audition. They rewrote the part because they he blew them away. <laughs> he I mean, and he steals like that's the best thing about this. They've got so many great side characters that steal the scene. Yeah. And they're so based in it's a caricature Reality. of a real person. The ensemble of this cast is almost untouchable. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh when Katie reports the burn book to Janice and Damien. Janice asks her to steal the book so they can publish it for all to see. Katie starts to fall in love with Regina's ex-boyfriend, Aaron Samuels, whom Regina successfully steals back at the Halloween party from Katie in a fit of jealousy. Now, the Halloween party, there's a lot that happens in that spot. There's a three-way calling attack. Yes. Which I'd never seen. You've never done a three-way call? No. I've never been privy to that. I've done that. Have you really? Absolutely. I told you that was me. I know. I know. And that's the thing. I, I, it's, it's not that I don't believe that they exist. It's that I, believe, I can't believe you did it. <laughs> <laughs> but the three-way calling attack as a guy, because I don't think most guys go through that type of I don't. Oh, vitriol. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I wish I, I had been a boy through adolescence so I wouldn't have had to deal with the amount of cattiness I dealt with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we used it on guys too. We would do the three way calls so we could find out if they liked us. Okay. Yeah. So we could be silent on the phone and have our friends. So, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Is cute? This is not the first time we've seen Regina get nasty with the phone. Oh. We saw her in the mall do it when she calls the one parent saying, This is Planned oh, Parenthood. Oh, gosh. We've got her test results. Tell her to give me a call back whenever you have a chance. And, and you immediately hate this person, but the, there's a. There's the a balls. The ball hurts <laughs> so big. There's a line in this movie that is so true, which is the more you hate her, the more you want to be around her. Because you're sitting, like, I'm sitting there hating the person. I was like, but I can't get enough of watching what she's going to do next. Of course. <laughs> but then there's that I need to be close to you so you don't, like, you can't talk bad about me. Right. And that's what high school was all about. <laughs> um, the math class flirting with Aaron. Yes. Which was, so was great. <laughs> her inner monologue during those scenes is like, what's the answer? Two. Wrong. <laughs> four getting closer <laughs> and finally but i do love how much smarter she is than him oh yeah and then when you get to the halloween party and you know they you know this is the night that everybody every girl can dress like a slut and it's okay that, i think that was the first time that was like publicly stated. i think it was too yeah oh man and then poor katie shows up in frankenstein's <laughs> frankenstein's bride or the monster's bride and she's scaring the out of everybody yes she <laughs> she's got the big fake teeth in her mouth we get karen dressed as a mouse i'm a mouse, I'm a mouse. Duh. Duh. <laughs> and then you find out that she's made out with her cousin <laughs> because to her there's cousins first cousins second cousins and so on and then she runs off to go hang out with him in the party hey karen no comment <laughs> And I think my favorite part of that entire chunk, though, was when she sees Regina kiss Aaron, and she's in the middle of this thought process of what a great friend Regina is, yes. she's, and she ends with, she is such a good <gasps> slut! <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I have been in positions like that, oh, yes. oh, where yes. my mind just immediately switches like on a dime. And the way she describes it, like, my throat feels like I've dry swallowed a pill. Yes. And, you know, I felt like my stomach's going to shoot out my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, God, everything's right there. It's on the surface. You feel it. Uh. 
I feel I feel bad at that point. I don't. I'm not laughing anymore. I'm like, I hope she dies. Oh. <laughs> and she almost does, but she doesn't. Spoiler alert! <laughs> oh, oh should have said anything. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't watched it in the last twelve years, sorry guys. <laughs> Hurt and frustrated, Katie heads back to go see Janice and Damien, and she scares the shit out of them as they're watching a scary movie. When she yes. walks in as Frankenstein's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and they decide to hatch the plan, which involves cutting off Regina's resources, separating her from Aaron, yes, destroying her beauty, yes, and cur- turning her plastics against her. The Calteen bars in Girl World, fighting is sneaky, and I'd never heard that before because it's I, I, as a guy again, I never saw the girl fighting. I never saw it you on never, the outside. Oh no, it was always done behind the backs of other girls. You know, it's funny. It wasn't until I became a teacher that I realized all this stuff was happening. That's the naivety of me. Male perspective. We'll say, yeah. Well, well I don't want to paint every male, but I'll say definitely me. From I'll take responsibility for it. I always always like, you know, well, just turn your head away and don't let it bother you. It, it's vicious. Uh, it, yeah, it's on a level you don't get as a guy. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. Uh, foot cream in the moisturizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he kisses her and she goes. You smell like peppermint. <laughs> like everything that they're trying to do backfires completely. Yes. They cut the hole in the shirts yes. and everybody Every in the school. Cut it. Yes, of course. <laughs> and you learn the drama between Regina and Janice through Regina's eyes. You learn this. This is a nice little monologue where it's very well done. I almost wonder how much of that was scripted mm-hmm. because she's tying things in with the words but and however that don't actually go with what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And you get the famous... Maybe one of the fam- most famous lines in the entire movie, you go, Glenn Coco. Yes. You go, Glenn Coco. They have, a, Glenn Coco's a real person. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what Tina Fey's writing style is. She uses real names of real people she knows because it's, just, it's always coming from this real place. And, uh, yeah. You'll still see shirts with it on. Uh-huh. Like, you go, Glenn Coco. It, go, go, wa- go, go, go. You, you got Damien walking into Santa Claus, and part of the thing is they're going to make Gretchen feel like Regina doesn't like yeah. Gretchen anymore. And Katie sets it up that she's going to get a, a candy canes from Santa at this candy cane gram thing. Which we had at my school. We had those, too. It was Valentine's Day, roses, but yeah. Okay, we had one for nation. Christmas and for uh, Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, yes. Uh, Did you it, ever buy your own? No. Oh, just checking. Uh, I, mean, I didn't. Maybe. No, no I, I never bought my own. I, <laughs> I never received them either, though. So, <laughs> Let's see. She turns Gretchen against Regina by making her think Regina thinks of Katie as a better friend using candy cane grams. That night at the school talent show, Winter Showcase, Damien performs Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Yes, yes he does. Kevin the Mathlete raps inappropriately on stage. <laughs> And I have the entire rap written here, too. Of course you do. <laughs> and the Plastics, along with Katie, perform a sexy version of Jingle Bell Rock, much to the dismay of Katie's dad. Oh, yeah. Guys, this look of fear on his face, like, what the hell's happened to my daughter? I think all fathers have that fear <laughs> of once their daughter shows up in a tight little Mrs. Santa Claus outfit. Yeah. I'm watching this movie, now, and this is the part where I say, this is your leap of faith moment, mm-hmm. that they would allow this on stage at a high school. I grew up in Miami. <laughs> okay. Dif- yeah, different different thing completely. Growing up in, you know, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, it's different. I mean, we finally, I think in my high school, they finally created a, like, a sanction where you couldn't pelvic thrust anymore at football games, <laughs> like the cheerleaders. <laughs> uh, not that I ever went to a football game, but my sister was a cheerleader, so that's ah. out, yeah. Well, the, the music craps out. Yes. Gretchen Wieners is, is, is assigned a different part in this. 
She gets mixed up, accidentally kicks the stereo, then kicks the stereo into an audience member who she's been trying to date the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And Katie takes over and saves the day with an acapella version of Jingle Bell Rock and Which, gets the entire audience to sing along. And yay. Yeah. There is now a power struggle. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but another one of the great lines that came out of this was, that is so fetch. Yes, that is such a cute word. It is such an amazing, and I think I've used the clip of that is so fetch in my classroom huh. more times than not, where <laughs> I will just have it on ready at my computer, and I will click on it, and you'll hear, that is so fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> 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 then after that, Gretchen is jilted, and she gives her Caesar rant. Oh, what? Why should Caesar get to stomp around like a giant while the rest of us <laughs> try to not get smushed under his big feet? What's so great about Caesar? Anyway. Hmm? <laughs> Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. People totally like Brutus just as much as they like Caesar. And when did it become okay for one person to be the boss of everybody, huh? Because that's not what Rome is about. We should totally just stab Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear Gretchen cracks. Yeah. That's the first chunk right there. It's like putting and, together a puzzle. Oh, man. But it's so, like, this is what happens. Yeah. You've got to, to infiltrate a girl group. You become friends and make a common enemy. Yeah. It's yeah, so it, true. Lacey Chabert hasn't done a lot since this movie. No. But she plays Gretchen Wiener is great. She knows how to sell the whole, oh, I accidentally let something slip. Yes. And she has that high and mighty attitude that works so well when they're doing, later on, the truths. Yes, yeah. <laughs> get to that which is an amazing scene Janice and Katie start a new part of the plan to take down Regina since Regina is n- into new diets Katie convinces her that a high calorie nutrition bar would actually help her lose weight because it's written in Swedish and she can't read Swedish yeah. however in her efforts to get revenge on Regina Katie gradually loses her individual personality and remakes herself in the image of Regina yeah. the transformation has begun yeah <laughs> Including Jan, and, and she's getting clues along the way that she's changing. Janice tells her, You smell like a baby prostitute. <laughs> That's the best line. <laughs> Katie is now faking dumbness in math and it's affecting her grades. Yeah, and the teacher's pulling her aside. This isn't you. Yeah. Uh, she's gradually becoming more high school cute. Mm-hmm. And for, for early 2000s. For, yeah, for early 2000s. <laughs> in losing what she is altogether and she knows it mm-hmm. she's fully aware of it and she can't help it because the attention the power of attention like getting approval is it's a drug you get more math flirting she kisses aaron and then she tells aaron that regina's cheating on him yes. with a friend of his yes i never got involved in other people's relationships uh but i have this feeling like katie at the beginning would never have done something like that she no. would have known him but not done now she's at the point where it's winner take all Stakes have been risen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but I think one of my favorite parts is when they try to get, uh, try to catch Oh, in the, in the booth? the coach. <laughs> <laughs> and Trang Pack. Yeah. <laughs> Trang Pack? <laughs> and his sex talks are fantastic. Oh, yeah. You gotta get gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get chlamydia. Yeah, his, it's so perfect the way it's presented. The first one where he's like, don't have sex. Don't have sex in the missionary. Don't have sex standing up. Now here's all your rubbers. <laughs> and you get, my breast can tell when it's going to rain. Yes. Well, I, when it's raining. Yeah, you 
<laughs> and it, there's a great callback to that later on in the movie where they fi- do the where are they now? Yes, that's a great part. <laughs> Katie soon becomes spiteful as Regina, ab- abandoning Janice and Damien and focusing more on her image. At the same time, Regina's body is starting to bloat because of all the Caltine bars. She can't shop at the 3-5 store. One three five. Three five. That is a real thing. Is it? It was. It was called 579. Yes, it was a real tween store called 579. I didn't know that that's what that number's meant. Uh-huh, it was your sizes. And I remember the day where, you know... My hips grew. <laughs> My body started changing. <laughs> I couldn't fit <laughs> anymore. I did not know that oh, yeah. that was why they were called that. Wow. Yeah. I know. You have no... It's so hard being a girl. It, it, it is. Beyonce is right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm not going to get into the queen bee. Uh, uh, at the same time, Regina's body's starting to bloat. Uh, Katie's math teacher starts to call her out on her bad grades. Mm-hmm. And Katie doesn't like it, so she goes straight to Regina's, grabs the burn book, and writes down a rumor about the math teacher. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. During this whole chunk, you get another phone call conversation. Yes. And they did a good job of putting the three-way call up there. When they do the four-way call, mm-hmm. there's something very subtle that happens in this. And it's Regina eating an entire loaf of French bread. Yes. The entire time. <laughs> I've got to eat carbs. <laughs> but the going back and forth of, you know, I got call waiting and all that. Yeah. I don't think this generation I now understand. gets what that was. No, but you can do it on your cell phone. Can and you? And you can add lines. Yeah. I, have, I still have three-way calling on I don't do it to hurt people's feelings <laughs> anymore. It's more like, well, let me call both of my sisters at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still do that. And the whole thing re- going around the fact that Regina has called Karen a whore so many times. Oh, yeah. And then, and, and Karen's kind of like, I don't care. You know, whatever. And then when she, the way that Regina ends the phone call with Karen, which is, whatever, whore, and then hangs yeah. up. And she's like, oh my gosh, she, she does think that about me. Yes, it's yes. playing. It's playing so much with the ditziness of this character. And it, it's never too much. No. Which is a danger in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. You can make the blonde girl too ditzy. And Karen, Amanda Seyfried plays it so spot on. It's believable. So Regina is gaining weight and starting to dress slovenly, mm-hmm. according to the plastics. Gretchen and Karen, mad at Regina's treatment of them, kick her off the lunch table. Wearing sweatpants on a Monday. Forget the rules. They're the only pants you can fit in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've been, been there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for yoga pants becoming mainstream because, oh. Yeah. Gretchen and Karen then start following Katie around like two little lost puppies, making her the queen bee now. She starts controlling everyone around her and throws a party at her house when her parents leave town for the weekend, inviting Aaron so she can steal him back. This is the big climax of the movie. This is where all the shit hits the fan. Where the decision makes of, is she going to choose these group of friends or the ones that really embraced her when she first moved to town? Mm -hmm. The party gets larger than expected and out of hand as everybody's drinking crazy there and getting ready to break things that are zoologically relevant. Uh, eventually Regina shows up after not being invited as Aaron finds his way in Katie's bedroom while looking for her at the party. And a very drunk Katie comes out of the bathroom of her bedroom, which I'd love to have a bathroom in my bedroom growing up. Uh, yeah. A very drunk Katie finds Aaron and tries to get intimate with him, but it backfires when she doesn't choose her words properly. Aaron gets pissed. Katie throws up and Regina walks in to find them in a precarious position. Cause you know, when you throw up immediately, you, you ever had a girl throw up on you? 
You know the story. I just remember the story. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I have thrown up on plenty of people. <laughs> and I am not telling that story on the air. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I was like, oh, I've thrown up on guys. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into that but one You know again. what? Like, you know, being in college and that's just. Things you, happen. You don't know how, how, realize how much you drink until you're way too drunk. Yeah. You can't hurt yourself. <laughs> you can't. Nope. Oh, I've ruined so many dates. <laughs> that's okay. There's a reason I don't drink anymore. There were a couple of nights that were ruined for me. Yeah. <laughs> Hitty runs out of house. She runs into Janice and Damien, who are driving home from Janice's art show. Uh. And they get in an altercation there, too. Regina finds out that calteen bars are actually meant to make her gain weight, and you get the longest scream ever. Yes. <laughs> she lead into her grabbing that burn book. She responds by spreading the entire contents of her burn book around school. Including a page about herself. Yes. So she couldn't be thought as one of the people that would do that to herself. Give her this. She's a crafty bitch. Have to be she's smart. Bitch. <laughs> she's really smart. Uh, the riot is eventually quelled by Principal Duval. Uh, bring Meadows. everyone together. <laughs> oh hell no! I did not leave the South Side for this. <laughs> <laughs> the math teacher, Miss Norbury, uh, who also appeared in the Burn Book, in which Katie slandered her by saying that she sold drugs, makes the girls realize that all of them are guilty of hurting their peers. That's right. And I think my favorite part of this whole movie is, mm-hmm. has anyone else felt personally attacked by, Gre- uh, by Regina? <laughs> and not only do the students raise their hands, the teachers raise their <laughs> hands. That is one of my favorite parts of this whole entire movie. That whole assembly scene is so true to, true to life, that mm-hmm. that's what they would do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been in high schools where they've done that, where they're like, we're getting everybody in here, we're going to have to talk with them, because that'll fix everything. I think another one of my favorite quotes is, I can't help it if I have wide-set hips and I have a heavy flow and wide-set vagina. Dang it! I totally ruined that line! I wrote it down for a reason, and I didn't read it. I've got it written right here. Ah! (laughs) But you also get great lines like, Made out with a hot dog? That was one time! <laughs> uh, I think this is better than the Anchorman fight. Yes, yes. Well, one other thing. It's based in reality. Yes. Anchorman fight, it's not. It's, it's you know, the sharks versus the jets gone wild. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, I mean, I had a rumor about me that I had no idea about in high school until I graduated. <laughs> that I was in love with the Spider-Man cartoon. Like, I really liked watching them. Oh, you, you. You enjoyed them. Yes. And I'm like, what? Where the hell did that come from? Of all the things, I've done so many horrible things in high school. And that is the one thing they latched on to. Because I guess I wrote a monologue for theater about Mm -hmm. which the assignment was. Write about a fictional character you would like to have a romantic relationship with. (laughs) Just Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what a horrible assignment. (laughs) Why isn't that teacher fired? I know. So awful. And that was middle school. Our middle school went to ninth grade back then. So that was middle school. So, oh, I would get fired for having an assignment like that today. (laughs) She has each girl confess and apologize to the rest of the girls. When Janice's turn comes, Regina makes an insulting joke about her sexuality, to which the crowd laughs. Janice retaliates by confessing her plan to destroy Regina with Katie's help and openly mocks Regina with the support of the entire school. And she's lifted on the shoulders of all the girls for doing it. <laughs> Regina storms out, pursued by an apologetic Katie, and gets hit by a school bus in her haste. But you missed another great line. Not canceling the spring fling? Nope. 
Uh, somebody wrote in that book that I'm lying about being a virgin because I use super jumbo tampons, <laughs> but I can't help it if I've got a head of flow and a wide set vagina. That was supposed to be my line, but I messed <laughs> it up big time. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry that people are so jealous of me. And then Karen opening her arms. <laughs> <laughs> For her trust fall. <laughs> no, my favorite line is, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> and it's Damien who came with all the girls. Because, of course, he's one of them. He's incognito. He's got the hood he's and the glass on. He's got the and the big, like, you Looks know, like the Unabomber. Unabomber. Yeah. <laughs> that, is the, that is one of my best. My favorite part. I'll say this. The bus hit on Regina George. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> didn't see it coming. And I've seen this movie too many times to count. But you don't, there's a callback. Yes. Because at the very beginning of the movie, when Katie's first day of school, her parents are dropped her off at school and she gets almost hit by yes, a bus. Yes. And I didn't realize until last night watching it for the last time. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's where that bus comes it's from. It's a bookender. It starts and ends. Yeah. Excellent job. Tina's. Mm-hmm. Fine writer. Now without friends, shunned by Aaron and distrusted by everyone at school, even being distrusted by her own parents, Katie decides to make amends by taking full blame for the burn book. Though severely punished by her confession, her guilt dissolves and she returns to her old personality. As part of her punishment and her reformation, she joins the Mathletes, which with which Damien and Regina both described earlier as social suicide, <laughs> <laughs> in their competition. There, Katie has an epiphany while competing against a very unattractive girl, realizing that even if she made fun of the girl's appearance, it would not stop the girl from beating her. Yeah. You get parents who don't know how to ground kids yet. I know. Which is kind of sad. It but, still happens. Yeah. You get, the, the more people who are scared of you, the more flowers you get. Mm-hmm. That's... <laughs> It's a true statement. I know. That's what's so great about this movie. You get them dr- dressing up for the spring fling and Karen putting the K on backwards. On <laughs> <laughs> chest. But it looked, it looked fine in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and you get the, them winning the math competition and Kevin ripping off his shirt yes. in celebration. <laughs> you get Regina with her back brace. Yes. <laughs> and the yeah. headpiece. Oh, it's so brilliantly done, too. Mm-hmm. At the Spring Fling dance, Katie's elected Spring Fling Queen. But in her acceptance speech, she declares her victory is meaningless. They're all wonderful in their own way, and thus the victory belongs to everyone. As a symbolic gesture, she breaks the tiara, distributes the pieces to her classmates. Katie makes up with Janice and Damien, reconciles with Aaron, and reaches a truce with the plastics. Janice is dressed like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Even dressed like a nerd. And this is just for me. Lindsay Lohan's still hot. Her little uh, members of uh, not yeah. Letterman jacket. Yeah, Mathley thing. Yeah. And are, okay, are we to assume that Tim Meadows and Tina Fey's characters have a future together? I think there was supposed to be another plot line. I think there was supposed to be a lot more plot line. Okay. With Tina Fey's, and they just got it. So yeah. I'm glad they did, but at the same time, I would have liked to seen more of that flirtation. Yes. But and maybe that, that's why they tried to make a Mean Girls too, uh, which apparently was a total reboot. It was a total reboot, and like only Tim Meadows came back, and it wasn't. Re- oh, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. I'm glad they didn't because I'm not Mean Girls too. I'm glad they didn't go further with Tina Fey and Tim Meadows because it would have been to. a Tina Fey movie then. No, you didn't need to. It wasn't. That's not what the movie was about. Yeah, the film ends with the plastics disbanded by the start of the new school year. Regina joins the lacrosse team. Karen becomes the school weather girl. Yes. <laughs> Gretchen joins the cool Asian group. Yes, speaking <laughs> fluently. and katie hangs out with damien and janice katie reflects that the girl world is drama free and then she sees three young freshmen walking by perfect and you're and i think one of them is famous now 
I swear the middle one is like Chanel West Coast from Ridiculousness. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> in this scene, Regina George playing lacrosse is hysterical. It reminds me of Ryan Reynolds playing hockey in Just Friends. Yeah. Oh, another great comedy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Because JC hates that movie. What? Kevin and Janice are a thing now. I know. that, like, Because he flirted with her at the spring fling. I'd like to see oh, you up yeah. there with that thang. That thang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin is brilliant. I, did you just say thang? <laughs> <laughs> so the movie ends. What did you think after watching this movie the first time you saw it? Oh, I mean, I was just, I was like, Dang, here's the problem with me because I love comedy. I'm like, <laughs> I get I get angry that I can't write like that. It's it's, <laughs> it's it, so it, painful it, for me to watch a really good movie. I'm like, oh, I wish I had that talent. Yeah, but I don't. But that's the thing. I mean, it, Tina Fey co-wrote this script, mm-hmm. so you have that extra help in there to bounce ideas off of. Oh, yes. And you know whether it's Amy Poehler or whomever it is that Tina works with, it mm-hmm. always turns out to be a great script. Mm-hmm. Always. I've never seen this by myself because none of my friends want to see it. And I went to go see it. And at the end, I, I literally just like, that was amazing. That was a slice of school. <laughs> For me, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, I, at the time, I recommended it to a bunch of my friends and none of them wanted to see it. And I was like, you're, you're missing out. Well, it's a chick flick. It's not a chick flick. This is reality. This is a high school yeah. film. It's funny. Yeah. So was this movie like your high school is there another high school movie that fits there's never been a high school movie that was like my high school Mm -hmm. but it's only because my high school was really really strange they (laughs) it it really was it wasn't like your stereotypical high school i mean the cool kids in the school were the smart ones it wasn't the jocks yeah it was it was strange i mean you wanted to be friends with the ap kids wow that is weird I mean, I mean, we had a lot of popular age. When I watch these movies, I tried to put them in the context of what other high schools were like. Yes. And it, you don't really get that unless you've been in those. And as a teacher, I've been privy enough to go to some of these schools and see what stuff mm-hmm. is like. And then to see it in my own classroom. And you sit there and go, this is a reality to a point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Worst parts of the movie. Worst parts of the movie. I feel like I've already talked about that, like mm. just seeking approval. Yeah. Like I know it's integral to the whole entire plot. It's what it's all about. But it's just watching, watching a really good centered person shift herself. Yeah. It's very hard. And I think I put, there's only like a couple of jokes that don't stick to landing. And yeah. If, if there's two out of like a thousand, that's a damn good ratio. Yeah. That is very good. Audience for this movie. Who's the audience? I think any woman could watch this movie and totally relate to it on not only from the teen perspective, but <laughs> Tina Fey's character just trying to get by, trying to survive on two jobs. Working at oh, and, uh, oh Calamities or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, and there's actually a really awesome campaign that's come out from this. It's called the Kind Campaign. You mm-hmm. can find them online. And it's about how girls are so exclusive in middle and high school. Yeah. And it's about, it's, it's kind of like based off of that, that scene in the gym. Okay. And it's a campaign of like how to be kind to one another because high school's hard enough. Yeah. So I'm really, I've been looking into that and doing a lot of research on that. Like, how can I help this young? <laughs> but I think it's just a, I mean, I don't ever want to say it's just a rite of passage. It doesn't really have to be because there are mean girls in adulthood still. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I seem to date them all for some reason. <laughs> 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 um, I think the audience is anyone who's gone to high school. Because whether you witnessed it or not, you can identify with somebody in this movie. Yeah, and I think a lot of guys shied away from this movie thinking it was a chick flick, like you said earlier. But it's true. I mean, it's why 
I wanted to do this movie so badly because as a comedy, it works perfectly. And it has a damn good message in it too yes. that isn't just shoved in your face the entire time or forcefully. Slowly evolved. It, you sit there and you build with the characters. So movie report card a. in the comedy, it's an A. We both agree it's an A. This movie is going in the movie comedy pantheon. I think that this is on the same level as a Breakfast Club. I think it's on the same level. Yeah. As in, in fact, there's a lot of things this movie does better than those movies. And so when I think of if if you've got seven movies in comedy, I think those movies were more grounded in reality. Well, I think they felt more real. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not relatable today. I mean, weird science. One of my favorite movies of all time. Right. It's totally not grounded in reality. But I mean, it, but like, the brother Chet sure. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, Breakfast Club, where are the odds you get like five completely different personalities in one room for detention? How many times were you in detention? I was in there once. Oh, yeah, I had ISS. <laughs> was it ever on a Saturday morning? <laughs> no, they weren't allowed to do that on Saturdays. Yeah. But this movie, you know, whereas Breakfast Club, it hasn't aged well. It has amongst us because it's nostalgic for us. Yeah, but the the yeah the kids today are quoting this, watching this movie, and quoting this. Yeah, there the, you don't see anything that's going to date this movie too badly because they don't use a lot of pop culture references, and pop culture references are the death to a lot of comedies because they're funny for about five years and then they go away. Well, that's all I got time for today, Movie Planeteers. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to pass the word on to your friends about the show. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, or Spotify, and help the show get on its feet with a four- or five-star review. Tweet with any questions, comments, theories, and I'll try to fit them into the show next time we're on the air. Send those tweets to at movieplanetpod and like us on Facebook and Instagram using the links in the show notes. Special thanks to Twisterium and Sound J Music for providing our intro music and our ending music. Thanks for listening, and happy movie watching.